a little disappointed that your family's more important than me, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Welcome to the year-end episode. This is episode 177 of Scatterbrain Podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, don't forget the name, Scatterbrain Podcast. You got to mention that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah kind of busy there? Kind of busy, buddy? Yeah, extremely busy. You know how it goes this time of year. There, uh, There's always oh. demands on time. Work somehow always gets hectic at this time, even though people are going on vacation. Uh, you know, you have all the demands on your time, work stuff, family stuff, all that stuff. How you been? Yep. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, we're going to do our year end episode, uh, go through some of these albums, correct? Yeah. You know, it's been, this is like the fourth year as we're wrapping up season four of Scatterbrain podcast. I really can't believe that we've talked about all kinds mm -hmm. of albums, all kinds of interesting topics. And this year we kind of changed up a little bit. We kind of slowed down to almost, uh, every other week kind of release schedule, which admittedly is a little easier on the time. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah. Despite that, we've reviewed some good albums, not as many as we would have liked to have gotten to. There's just so much of it coming out, you know, good and bad, but mostly good. Mostly good. Shitloads. Yeah, definitely. There's a bunch of albums we didn't get to. And um, we actually did probably 10 or 12 fewer reviews this year, which is probably good because it gave, gave us more time to listen and, you know, formulate a proper review and all. But um, yeah. Anyway, you want to start? Yeah, so I thought instead of running through every single album that we talked about, as we've done in the past, maybe we could just talk about maybe our top three. I know for myself that certain ones really stood out this year, not only in the quality of the release, but also just how much I listened to them, you know, and I bet you that our first album, top album, should we start at number three, go to two, then one? That's probably better, huh? Kind of for the big reveal. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. You Go ahead and start. All right. Well, we'll start at number three. This is uh, my top three. This is an album we talked about back in episode 158. Uh, this album is called Relapse and Judgment by Crawl Space. Wasn't necessarily one of my top rated albums of the year, but I did rate it an 8.9 and you rated a 9. But it's just something I kept going back to. And that has to count for something, you know, when you're talking about your top albums. It's what do you go back and listen to? And what yep. keeps your attention. And that yep. one, it's really, it's like grind. It's not particularly tight in all the playing and in every area, but it's just fun and sounds good and it's heavy. And that's I really like the cover of, of Arise to wrap up the album. Yeah, that's what I like about it is a little bit of sloppiness. And yeah, I keep going back to that one too. That's a very addictive album. Or EP, I should say. It's actually an EP. Yeah, there's only, um, what is it, maybe eight or nine tracks? Something like that? Something like that, yeah. There's six and then the cover song, something like that. But yeah, I keep going back to it as well. It's Let's good. look it's here. Good oh, there's little... six. There's six tracks, actually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, six tracks. The last one, as I said, a cover of Arise from Sepultura. And it's only 16 <laughs> minutes, 42 seconds in length yeah. in its entirety. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, I really like this one. This one came out early in 2023, January 27th. And I don't recall off the top of my head where these guys are from, but I believe there's some young kids from 
Finland. Finland. I was gonna say Finland or something like that. Yeah, I think they're from Helsinki. Even I'm not sure, but they're from Finland. Definitely. I remember when they responded on um, Instagram, and they're like, "Oh my god, I can't believe that our music that you know made it to the other side of the world." Like, yeah, that. yeah, that's probably yeah. pretty cool, huh? Yeah, it's got to be a really cool feeling too. You know, some, some boneheads in San Diego are listening to us. That's awesome. Anyway, well, that's sort of how I feel about the podcast. I mean, when you look at the geography of the listeners, I mean, most of them admittedly are in the U.S., but we have them from all over the world. And that's pretty cool. Dude, last I checked, we were in, we've been listened to in 69 countries. I'm not making that up. I was like, wow, that's, that's awesome. impressive. That's awesome. How, how many countries are there on the planet? 180 or something? I wonder if we can get to all of them. Uh, close to 200, right? I think so. Yeah. So I'm, I'm very proud of that fact. Anyway. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I didn't go back and listen to all these albums like we've done in the past. There's just no way I could do it. There's just no way. Um, even though we did less this year, my number three is actually Korvac, uh, two worlds duality. And according to Spotify, that's what I listened to the most last year, which I was kind of surprised about because I thought my number one and number two, I'd listened to even more frequently, but mm -hmm. I think what it was, was there was a couple, a couple songs near the end of that album that I just honed in on and got addicted to and would just play over and over and Spotify picked up on that. So it became like my most listened to band somehow. But yeah, number three, Corbeck and the album is Two Worlds Duality, um, which the name of the album really kind of kind of says it all about the album. Because the first half is yeah. kind of their old style, kind of black metal-y sound and stuff. And then they took a totally like progressive turn halfway through the album and did all kinds of stuff. And that's the part of the album I really prefer. But um, yeah, that's my number three. That's that was going to be on my honorable mentions. Um, it, it's not one that I'd forgotten about. It's one I did listen to. It's very good, but yeah. um, it's just hard, you know, if you're going to limit to the top three, uh, which ones are sure. going to put there, you know. So I had to go with, in that case, the ones I listened to absolutely the most, you know. Well, sure. Well, if we're going to go there, then my number five actually was Crawl Space Relapse and Judgment. The year number three. That was my number five. But okay, um, I, I would we're probably doing, put, we're doing I'd probably put um, Corvac world's duality at my number five then oh well there you go okay so i'm curious what is your number two my number two top uh album of the year is necropanther's betrayal no shit right Dude, nice. i listen i listen to that thing so much it's just that really? oh i love it man it's it's like that like black and thrash it's actually something that evan from pile of priests mentioned to us when we had him on and yeah. that's when i started checking yep. him out and when this album came out, it came out March 3rd, 2023. Yeah, a while back. Yeah, so been a while back, uh, 11 songs, 39 minutes, 22 seconds. I just really love it, man. It's just yeah. my style, you know? I like Black and Thrash, kind of like the old school Skeleton Witch, that kind of thing. This kind of scratches that same itch. That, that, al that album sounds a lot like Skeleton Witch. I will admit it, I, I admit that I had not really gone back and re-listened to that over the last few months now. Um, but initially after we reviewed it, there was a period there where I was playing it over and over and over. Yeah, it's a great album. So the uh, guitar player, sure. Joe Johnson, he is the owner, I guess, of Good Guitars, just like it sounds good, mm -hmm. and then guitars. And dude, they, he plays them. I saw them in some of their pictures and their social media. And... They look pretty rad, dude. Nice and pointy. Wait, so he owns a company that makes these guitars? Yeah. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah, they look really cool. He's, it's very simple. They've got, um, I think, maybe two two or three models of guitars. 
uh one, i think one like a you know fixed bridge mm -hmm. one with a tremolo and then they've got models of it you know neck through or bolt-on neck but the shape's cool yep. just have a couple little shapes that's it pretty awesome Yep, and uh, we seamlessly did our uh, ad read right there. And uh, so visit online to find Joe Johnson's guitars at his uh, company. What are they called again? Good, Good guitars. guitars. Yeah, just like it sounds. Perfect, perfect, yep. perfect. I'm, That's I might my number two. Myself. What about you? My number two is Enforced War Remains. Um, ah, nice. I feel like as an album, I mean, you know about the whole dentistry thing, you know, listening to it, making my ortho orthodontist surgeon listen to that twice was epic. But um, I feel like I listened to that more than anything else except my number one. So that's why I was kind of surprised that Corvette came up as my most listened to band. But um, yeah, War Remains is a badass album, dude. Yeah, I definitely have to agree. Um, we talked with Knox. I don't know if it was the beginning of this year before the release uh, of this album. De December, the beginning of December of um, 2022. Okay. And yeah. uh, so we talked to him before this album was released a few months before, four months actually, because this album came out uh, April 28th, 2023. And he mentioned that it was he basically trimmed out the fluff. I forget what he said. Trimmed, <laughs> trimmed the, the fat. fat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's what this is. I mean, it's 10 songs, 33 minutes, 46 seconds. There's no yep. segues. There's no anything. And in fact, sometimes right between the tracks, they just go right in. I mean, there's nothing, yep. nothing extraneous on this thing. That's what they do live, too. There's no talking, no bullshit in between. He'll, he might say a couple things, but yeah, I love the way they play live, too. Yeah, it's just like um, pretty much two and a half to three minute just bangers, man. And the majority of that extra time is taken up on the last song, Empire, which is such a good song. I love that song. Yeah, that is a good uh, one. I, There's not a weak song, one on this album. Not a single weak song. I think the one that really gets my blood pumping, though, every time I hear this album is Avarice. Something about the end yeah. of that song, the, the end of that song where it just takes off like a freaking freight train and he's just screaming, Avarice. I'm just like, fuck yeah, dude. I love that song. Yeah, nothing weak about this album whatsoever. No, I really like, I mean, I like all these songs, but uh, Mercy Killing Fields, I like the vocal pattern like, of that it, one. It's a very good yeah, one. Yeah, they like to play that one live, big time. Yeah. Well, that's that Nation, Nation of Feel. Nation of Fear, I noticed they like to, they seem to like to play that one live. It's a good song too, but um, yeah, nothing bad about this album at all. No, and in fact, this was my most listened to album according to Spotify. Yeah, and uh, this was actually it. my number one, my top album of the year. In fact, nice, nicely done. So your number one is War Remains. Your number yes. two is which one? Necro Panther Betrayal, and then number three is Crawl Space then... Relapse and Judgment. Uh, if, since we're going, nice. to, since I mentioned Korvac would be number five, I'll give a number four of the Seven Doors, Feast of the Repulsive Dead. Really? That was, wow, dude, that one was my. I think I rated that thing like a nine. Point five or something. Oh, I rated it really high. Yeah, I knew as soon as I heard it too. I'm like, oh, Dan's gonna love this shit. Yeah, yeah. wasn't that the one man band? That was the one man band guy, isn't it? I don't. I think remember. so. I think so. Yeah, I don't remember. I think that was the one where it was the one guy and a big joke of the you know these guys, you know this band, and we kept laughing about that because it's just one dude. I think so. <laughs> well, it's very good. I yeah. uh, I really like that one. I like the whole intro to that album where it sounds like a horror movie, kind of like a score. And I mean, it's heavy as hell, dude. It's great. It was actually going to be in my top forgotten albums because I wondered how I hadn't listened to it more. And in fact, I'd, oh, I'd wow. listened to it after we reviewed it. I listened to it again and I'd forgotten about it. And then as I was sort of trying to prepare for this, I, I revisited right. it. And it's like, why the hell haven't I listened to this more? This thing is awesome. So it gets to the number yeah, four I, spot. 
honestly, I haven't gone back to that one. I, I probably should. Uh, if, well, if we're going to go there, since uh, we're, we're doing the whole five, my five was crawl space, relapse, and judgment. And my number four actually is obituary. The very first one we reviewed last year, dying of everything. Oh, I, yeah. I go back and I go back and listen to that album a lot, dude. And I like to put it in and just put it on shuffle with a bunch of other obituary albums and just get my obituary fix every now and then. So yeah, that's a great album. But my number one, actually, my album of the year is um, fucking grief symposium in the absence of light is wow. so epically good dude i that is I a really good that. one i listen to that album front to back so much it's it's almost nauseating like ah fuck i really want to hear this again i'm just gonna do it and i do and i love it every time uh something about track three and four just blow me away i mean they're really long songs but that album blows me away you know and they're labeled as a doom doom metal band but uh there's something there's something more than that for me they're more than just doom or death metal or something. They're they're just like epic. They're they're an epic band. Songwriting, everything. It's just so good. Yeah, that is a really good one. Wow. I, I didn't realize you listened to it that much and you liked it that much. I, all, I figured that the, we were both gonna top the list with enforced. Why well, I, I kind of flip-flopped. I was like, is it gonna be enforced or those were like kind of my two number ones? Because um those two, as well as quarterback, were the three that I listened to more than anything all year. Um, obituary is pretty close there too, but I, I decided, you know, Grief Symposium was just a little bit more dynamic and different. And, and it has these like just epic, like grandiose sort of songs with all these different changes and, and styles. And, you know, you have like this woman singing all this melodic, beautiful music. You end it with that like 18 minute freaking like weird ass. Uh, what is that? That's like an ambiance sort of thing where they're traveling through space, you know, uh, the clouds of Venus and all this shit. And it's just like, it's so like mesmerizing to me. Um, yeah, I even played that 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 18 minutes, that last song um, for my mom when I was out there. And I swear she started falling asleep. She's just like, whoa, wow. Whoa. You know, it's kind of funny. It goes fast for an 18 minute, like ambient sort of song. Yeah. It seems to fit the album perfectly and it doesn't like mess it up at all. It actually makes the album better for me. Yeah, it's a great album. Yeah, it was very good. That was going to be one of my honorable mentions. I, did, I really liked that one a lot as well. Another one I really liked that I'd forgotten about was Malleus. Malleus. Of Heaven. Oh, Malleus, dude. I went back and listened to that last week, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is so good. It was hard yeah. for me to not put this in the top five, actually. Yeah, that's why I gave it a top three forgotten, you know, because it was just one of those ones that it's like, again, why didn't I listen to this more? I know. Uh, same here. Same here. I went back last week and let's do it. And I was like blown away. Like, whoa, why didn't I get stuck on this album? Right. Yeah, definitely. It's just the danger of listening to so many things. I mean, we're going, you know, right back to right. back to back. I mean, we had one for episode 143, 144, 145, 146, 147. So that's, you know, we're trying. We're yeah. trying. Yeah. And then we took a, a few weeks off back to one, you know, 150 was when we reviewed Grief Symposium. And uh, yeah. it's, it's just easy to have it fall off. There's just so much good stuff, you know, and there's some things that, as you mentioned earlier, that were really, really good that we didn't even get around to. Yeah. A lot of albums. Um, I want to mention a couple of those. Actually, my, I want to, my uh, honorable mention, actually, it's not in my top five is, is Necropanther. I need to go back and kind of listen to that again. Cause I know it's good. And I know it sounds so much like Skeleton, which the, the songs are really addicting. And um. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't gone back and listened to that more often, just like what you're saying about the other one. I need to go back and listen to Malleus more for sure, because last week it was just so good for me. And um, 
Also, that Judiciary album. I really liked that album, Flesh Plus Blood. I was kind of stuck on it for a month or two there, but I haven't gone back to that one either. Um, Overkill, I think I burned out on their new album, Scorch, so mm -hmm. fast that I haven't listened to it for months. That's the same for me, actually. I listened to it when it came out. I listened to it a lot. I listened to it to prepare for going to see them when I visited my yeah. buddy in Vegas. And it comes up now and then. But yeah, that one didn't really get as much rotation as I would have thought. And the same goes for obituaries dying of everything. Now, see, that one I have continued to listen to a lot. So, yeah, that's weird that I got stuck on that album. One um, of the ones yeah. that we didn't get to lit review uh, that I really, really enjoyed and you may not be surprised, came out November 3rd, 2023. Hymns from the Apocrypha from Suffocation. Ooh. Oh, good. Yeah, I know you like good. you like that one, huh? I do. Yeah. Yeah, very good one. Those guys are heavy as hell. They put on a great show. And this just didn't make it to the list, you know, of reviews. I think sometimes, you know. No time. No time. And also, I don't know. Like, I feel like we have our usual suspects in force. We're always going to talk about probably. But yeah. I don't know. A lot of this stuff I really want. What I like about doing this is discovering the music. And I think most sure. people, unless you're a non, unless you're like not a metal person per se, I mean, they know about suffocation. They know about some of these bands that, yeah, they're going to listen to it when it comes out. Whereas someone may not have New heard stuff. of Malleus, yeah. you know, or, right. or, uh, crawl space, you know? Yeah. Or any or of that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and one of the ones I'm really super disappointed we didn't get to 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 um to review because I would have given this a really high rating and and I have actually listened to this album a lot is um uh Circulate by Omnivortex that album is fucking amazing dude Omnivortex is an amazing band I've never You're heard that no I sent you and Jim the links and Jim kept texting me back going oh my god this band's amazing and last I talked to him he's like oh I can't stop listening to that album. So I got him kind of hooked on it. It's really fucking good, dude. You would really dig it. Um, another one is a, a, I don't know who this guy is. His name is Andrew Varco. And he released this album called Can't Escape. And it is full blown, like sloppy, dirty, nasty black metal. And I got kind of addicted to it. I like it a lot. It's not very refined, but the songwriting is very catchy. Um, just not super. Yeah, it's not super refined at all. I don't know what the hell he recorded it on because it does sound pretty pretty dirty and old old school, but yeah, Andrew Varco, he was he's pretty good, and uh, one that we talked about briefly, which I'm still listening to, is "Common Suffering" by Harm's Way. I, I love that album, and uh, yeah, that's about it. And we talked about Fermentor. I've been listening to Mind Meld a lot lately. Oh that's yes, awesome. yes, those guys go. definitely deserve an honorable mention. Oh fuck yeah, that yeah. album is so good. That album is so good. And uh, a new a band that I grew up with, who I love, and I can't believe they came out with another album. I thought for sure they wouldn't put another album out after 2020 when we reviewed them. But Sir Thungle, during lockdown, wrote a whole bunch of music um, and released it not too long ago. And it's called Dark Parade. And I love it. I've been listening to that like crazy. It sounds like Sir Thungle. I mean, it sounds like that old, same old Sir Thungle sound, which I appreciate. I don't want them to change. So when bands change too much, I get kind of pissed off. So when I when I have a sound that I like, and the band sticks to that sound, you know, such as like Motorhead or, you know, early Metallica, you know, those kind of sounds. I really, really appreciate it when they don't fuck around and start changing things up or trying to be all dynamic or progressive and, and keep, you know, to the sound that people love. Yeah, that's a danger. You know, uh, it seems like you can't like you can't win sometimes. Right. If you if you uh, release stuff, I mean, I guess it depends. Slayer, for the most part of their career 
did the stuck with what worked and had fanatical fans, you know, just diehard. Um, other people, other bands, they get the critique for doing that. Oh, here it just sounds the same. So it's kind of interesting how that one works. Okay, another album that came out this year that we didn't talk about is again by another more popular band, not as big as Suffocation, but uh, Cattle Decapitation's Terracite that came out this year. And that's freaking awesome too. If that's your type of thing. I know it's not so much yours, but I, I haven't even listened it. to it yet. I haven't listened to it yet. I've heard their other stuff, but I haven't, yeah, I didn't even know about it. Yeah, it came out um, well, just a couple months ago. Let's see when it came out. I guess more than that, more than a couple, May 12th. God, have I been listening to it that long? <laughs> so oh, wow. So you're, you you have been listening to it a lot then, huh? I wouldn't say a lot, but I've been listening to it. It's a, it's in the regular rotation for sure. I see. Okay. Yeah, I saw uh, them with, with Jim actually just the other day. The other day? Uh, this oh, that's 16th, right. And, um, I think. Yeah, so... That's so right. Ago. He texted me all. Oh, where are you going? What's up? Yeah. I, I didn't feel, oh, my teeth. I think it was my teeth or I was working or something weird. Anyway. I think the fermenter was the, when you were dealing with your teeth. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was in a lot of pain, man. Um, yeah. So that's, uh, that's all of them. Um, uh, uh, what else is there? Let's see. Gamma Bomb came out with a new album. Uh, I must admit, you know, this is all about talking about ones we do like, but I wasn't so impressed with that. Um, you know, I, I have to so concur. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's almost like they changed some of the sound in not the best did, way. Yeah, like hokey something, or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they took out the aspect of them that I found catchy. Like they they would always do these like little old fashioned fresh sort of melodies somewhere in the middle or something that would kind of hook me in and make me go a little nice little change. But it was more just kind of like from beginning to end, just kind of straightforward as fast as they could go. Just that's the same old sort of gamma bomb sound and boom, it's, it's songs over. And I was just like, well, I was kind of, un, you know, uninspired. And yeah. Unsatisfying. Yeah. 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 Kind of sucked. I had that so, same, uh, that same wrote, experience with that. Yeah. It sucks too, because their, their last two albums I thought were really, really good. So it's kind of a, a downer, but yeah, I can't think of any of the other new ones. Um, yeah, there was a song I had in my head. Um the other day at work and I kept singing it to myself and I don't know why this song got stuck in my head for days, dude, for days. And it was um, from Persistence of Time from Anthrax and it was the song Blood and I couldn't get it out of my head. <laughs> I, I couldn't, and I was singing it to myself, right? And then Ed turned around and looked at me and he goes, are you singing Anthrax? He's all, I haven't heard that album in years. Where, why the fuck are you singing that song? And I, I said, I was like, I have no idea because it's not like a song you're going to hear everywhere, you know? And it's, it's a, but it's a great song, you know, and I had to like try and think of a different song, get in my head, you know, to try and get that one out of my head. And, um, fucking what came in my head was fucking, I am the law. And I'm like, fuck, we can't get anthrax out of my head now. And so I was like, I am the law walking around singing that shit. So I had to like blast anthrax at work the other day, put it on shuffle and listen to anthrax all day. That could be worse, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I tried to get it out of my system. It was just me and Ed too. So it was safe and you know, he was enjoying it too. So. Yeah, it's it's weird how sometimes a certain song by a certain band will just kind of get stuck in there and rattle around and you can't get rid of it. Yeah, well, at least it's a good one. It's not like uh, something that's really just annoying and makes it... Oh, and, like Lollipop? Know. Sure. <laughs> so have a good day, Dan. No, I'm kidding. So yeah, uh, is there, are there anything that's coming out? I know that um, Skeletal Lollipop, Remains is doing Lollipop. a new one. 
Oh, lolly, lollipop. I know I saw a couple of their um couple of their singles. I haven't listened to them yet though. Yeah, um I think I Are heard one of the singles. I, I don't I don't really remember. I'm just kind of waiting, I think, for the album to come out. Sometimes yeah. it's good to get excited, but then That's sometimes what I'm doing. I feel like then the album comes out and you're like, oh, I've heard half this thing already. It's not quite so exciting. I sometimes I kind of like that though, because then the song in the middle or somewhere is a song you already kind of know, and it makes makes it a little bit more familiar to me, I guess. Uh, I need to go in and listen to those songs. But one thing I was going to say is I can ninety nine percent, no ninety five percent guarantee that I bet they have a different drummer now again. Speaking <laughs> of different drummers, I sent you the What's picture that? of Carlos Cruz playing for Ex Mortis. Yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Oh, dude, did you I see think. that? Did, did I send you the picture of him pointing at me when I was taking the picture? I think he's got, tri I think he's part of triplets, dude. There's no way he can get around and do this much. So, They're all drummers and they just jam around and do this. I don't know. yeah, Yeah. no, he was a last minute call in. Uh, this was the tour Ex Mortis. <laughs> Claustrophobia was playing so wait, and I, so I wonder if he actually knew the songs or if he just like learned them as fast as humanly possible to play the show. so he used to be part of Ex Mortis, so he knew their older Oh, stuff. And I guess okay. their their drummer had gotten food poisoning that day. So I heard Oh. he was I heard that oh I, I heard Carlos Cruz is coming and I, and I didn't even think anything of it really because the person wasn't talking to me. And then I, I came in and I think I texted you I'm like, I think I just saw the back of Carlos Cruz's head. And Yeah, then yeah, I know. and then I was, you know, kind of there up near the front when they were setting up and everything. And I saw him and I must have gone one of those made one of those like, huh? faces Yeah. because I saw him and, he, and I took a, I took my camera out and he, and he like kind of when I made that face, he kind of like started laughing. and I pulled the camera out and then he just points at me like, yeah, buddy, or something. It was kind of funny. Dude, he knows where you are, who you are. And, and he, if he were to see me, because it seems like I've seen him at multiple shows for multiple bands, you know, and it seems like he always ends up like looking at me or saying something to me. And you too. Last time when we saw him live, he like, he like looked down at us and like smiled at you. Like he recognized you. The dude sees you at all of his fucking shows, dude. He, he recognizes some people. I'm sure of it. Right. He has I can't to. imagine. I mean, you see that they see thousands of people. I can't imagine he would. But he's got to put it together. He comes to this part of the world only every so now and then. And he sees this similar guy looking up, like taking his picture or giving him a thumbs up. He's got to go like, you know, oh, hey, what's up, buddy? You know Well, what I there's mean? that fucking And schmuck didn't, again, huh? dude, and didn't, that's right. When we went and saw them, when we we're going up or we we're outside having a cigarette or something, and he came out and talked to us. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. He's like, hey, how's it going? You know, here, you know, how you enjoy the show, blah, blah, blah. Just, just small talk. And he just walked away and said, take care. And I was just like, I, do we know him? It was kind of weird. It was like, it felt like we knew him somehow. It was strange. Well, that show was really cool because, like I said, he came down and drove from L.A., I guess, last minute. They played a completely different set because he didn't know the new stuff. And so they played some old songs that he knew. And it was really cool because it was like a jam session. You know, he was kind Yeah. of there'd be parts like changes and stuff. And you'd see him like look at the, the bass player or something. And the guy would walk over and look at him and give him like the nod when the change would come. And you'd, be, you'd see him kind of go like, oh, that's right. You know, that part, you know, it was kind of funny. Like they just like they were jamming. And then near the end, they played a couple covers. They played uh, Seek and Destroy and Bark at the Moon. So I thought that was pretty cool. It was like a jam session. It was pretty fun. Yeah. nice they played park at the moon that's nice dude that's awesome that's that's such an obscure and awesome song to have to play or to play yeah that's great I don't know about Obscure. It seems like all those guys would know that, right? If you're for a for professional for musician.
for a thrash metal band? How many thrash metal bands play like Aussie covers? Not many. Well, that was fun. Just despite the music that night being all the bands were all good. It was fun just yep. to see that kind of dynamic and that kind of thing going on. Now, who the hell else? He's filled in for, he filled in for Power Trip. Yeah, Power he Trip. He filled in, and there's another band too. He just like kind of as a walk-on and kicked ass. I forgot who it was. He's good at like just on the fly, spur of the moment, just filling in. What cracks me up about him is, dude, is he a literal monster? He's he's huge. He's huge. Yeah, he's a tall guy. And he, I always thought he, of him as kind of a- look small. <laughs> Exactly. I always thought of him as kind of a small guy, but then I saw him behind his kit and I'm like, holy shit, he towers over his kit. Like his torso was extra long or something, but he also has his kit like really low. So when he's playing, he's just like over his kit and he has a small kit too. And he utilizes that motherfucker, dude, because he doesn't have a whole lot of like toms and, and, you know, accessories at all. Yeah, it's pretty simple set. Pretty simple. And he kicks ass on it. Yeah, are there any other any shows or any releases you're looking forward to? I know that Fear Factory is coming around in just in January, and I'm gonna try to get to that one. But I've also got the Crypto show in February, bringing the wife. Uh, Jim's Jim's going along, bringing his wife, so we're gonna do a. I Ooh, guess it's like a cool. double date kind of thing or something. So. Well, maybe maybe I'll show up with my blow up doll, and we'll have a triple date. <laughs> That's <was> perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't you be surprised if I walked in with a blow up doll on my arm, a big smile on my face? You guys would be like, you, you guys would be mortified. Oh, dude, I, I would love laugh. it. I would I'd love be, it if you did that. I would that. be laughing. I'd dress it all up in like spikes and studs and shit. Maybe put a little voice box in it. Hey, fellas. Hey, if you, if I knew you would do that, I would, I would uh, buy it off Amazon for you and ship it to you. Dude, not kidding. In my twenties or maybe even thirties, that's something I totally would have done. It was a little bit out there, but yeah, maybe not now. It'd be funny though, wouldn't it? I'm yeah, sure everyone in the funny. I'm sure everyone in the crowd would be fucking laughing their asses off. I wonder if I'd have to pay for the ticket for her too, though. Hmm. I bet. Hey, just fold her up, put her in your pocket, and then blow her up when you get inside. <laughs> or or go to the door with her, just with one ticket, and then if they say something, I'll just be like, "Well, I could just deflate her and then blow her back up inside." Yeah, exactly. Okay, dude, you gotta leave. Um uh nine one one, you know, we yeah, have right. a pervert on the premises. Um <laughs> anywho, yeah, no, I don't have anything especially. Well, hopefully to talk about you get, as out, as, you know. get out to more shows next year. Twenty twenty three was a really good year for me for shows. I really have been making a point to see more since everything got shut down a few years ago and I missed all the live music. I'd kind of made it a point to try to see more. And this year, just the number of shows and tours that are passing through with quality lineups just yeah. was insane. I I, I may have yeah. attended 20, 22, 25 shows somewhere in that range. And there were probably another 10, 15 that I would have loved to. That I just couldn't. Yeah. You went to that many shows? Yeah. Yeah. I was averaging probably one or two a month. I think I went to about maybe six and I was very proud of myself. Six or seven, something like that. But um, one thing I will point out too, and I've only heard a few singles, is uh, my sheer disappointment of what I've heard of one of my favorite bands, and it just doesn't. Well, Evil's new album was horrid. I don't oh, know yes. what they're thinking. I agree. But it's it sounds to me like Dust Bolt's doing the same fucking thing, dude. Going taking that radio path that just sounds weak and timid, and hmm. the, the I, I uh, of the three singles that I've heard so far from them, the one song. Is, is eyewitness is such a good song as a bitchin song and then the other two are just like radio friendly sort of 
week. It's a bummer. So I'll, I'll give the whole album, a, you know, a, an opportunity when it comes out in February. But, you know, I just I hate it when bands do this. Like like I was saying earlier, it's like, just why are you changing what your diehard fans really love? It just doesn't make sense to me. But they're looking for a bigger audience. That's obvious. You know? Yeah, that's probably true. And, you know, people change too. you know, what what they what they want to do and what they're into and what they're inspired to play can change as well. Sure. But it is disappointing yeah, well, when you have a band like that, that does a certain thing that you like, and then yeah. it's not there anymore. People have a right as musicians to change, you know, their styles and do whatever they want to express themselves. Absolutely. But, you know, their fans who really loved that uh, particular sound that they come up with also have a right to be upset when they change, you know? Yeah, most definitely. Anyway. Well, well, hey, man, this has been a good year. Another season of Scatterbrain podcast wrapping up here. In the books. Uh, I can't believe we've stuck with this thing for four seasons. That's really cool. And I hope that... uh, Not giving up yet? No. I hope that we get to keep going. And I think we have, have some great ideas for the coming year. So let's keep it rolling. Oh, hell yeah. I got my list started. I'll send it to you. So yeah, let's get going. Well, right on, guys. Thanks for listening this year. Wrapping up Scatterbrain Podcast Season 4. We do appreciate you. If you're just finding us somehow listening to this, you can check us out on the social medias. You can find us on Twitter at Scatterbrain Pod, on Instagram at Scatterbrain Pod SD, as in San Diego. You can find us at scatterbrainpodcast.com. Uh, we are wrapping it up, Season 4. Happy, uh, happy holidays. Have a good new year. And yeah, we'll see you at the beginning of January. Then we're out of here. Thanks for listening, everyone.